Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. In today's episode, 13-year-old Martha Mills died after falling off her bike and developing sepsis. Her death was preventable, but her parents say that their concerns about Martha's deteriorating health were ignored. Will Martha's death result in policy change and a cultural shift in the NHS? In the summer of 2021, 13-year-old Martha Mills was on a family holiday in Snowdonia. We were cycling on a um, flat, family-friendly, car-free bike path in Wales. You couldn't imagine a more, um, a less dangerous activity. Martha was cycling slowly, but she hit a patch of sand because it was near a beach and uh, the handlebars of her bike twisted as she fell. That's Martha's mother, Merope. She spoke to Michelle Hussein for BBC Radio 4's Today programme about her daughter. And at first we thought she was just winded. What Martha's parents didn't know at the time was that the force of the handlebar pushed her pancreas against her spine. The injury was severe. After a visit to A&E, Martha was flown by helicopter to a specialist centre at King's College Hospital in London. It seemed a great place to be. Uh, It was well-staffed, it was well-funded. We were constantly told we were in the best place and there was no reason to think otherwise because in 20 years of of treating children for this injury, uh, no child had ever died. But at the end of the summer, after weeks in hospital and just days before her 14th birthday, Martha died from sepsis. Sepsis is a complication that causes the body's immune system to over-respond to an infection. As a result, the immune system ends up attacking its own tissues and organs. Last year, an inquest into Martha's death heard that she probably would have survived if doctors had moved her to intensive care sooner. During her Radio 4 interview, Merope explained why this didn't happen. Even though Martha was bleeding through her bedsheets, a sign of sepsis doctors should have recognised. We found out later that the nurses wrote in their own system that Martha was at risk of death then, seven days before she died. The doctors never looked at the nurses' system. Martha's parents were constantly by her side. They raised concerns about her treatment and her deteriorating health multiple times, but they say they were sidelined and never given the full picture by doctors. I remember the consultant whispering outside Martha's cubicle and I was craning to hear what he was saying and I look back now and I wonder why couldn't I be included in that conversation. The pattern of work at the hospital meant that Martha's care was passed between different consultants and there was a critical absence of staff at the weekend. 
we started using the word sepsis ourselves. I said to the consultant, I'm worried it's going to be a bank holiday weekend and she's going to go into septic shock and none of you will be here. But I was just reassured again that this was just a normal infection. By the time doctors realised what was happening to Martha, it was too late. And of all the many things that went wrong, the thing that I find most unforgivable is that they left her so long. She knew she was going to die. Because shortly after that, she was in septic shock. Uh, She was transferred to ICU, but it was too late for them to do anything. And a day later, she was dead. And there was an external report written by a team of doctors at a different hospital who looked at everything and spoke to all the doctors involved. And they said uh, they never even gave her a chance to live. Now, Martha's parents are campaigning for policy change in the NHS. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mary P. Mills wants the NHS to introduce what she's calling Martha's Rule. Under Martha's Rule, patients and their loved ones would have the automatic right to seek an urgent second medical opinion on hospital care if they have concerns. In other words, a doctor not involved in the patient's care could be called upon and consulted by a patient, their family or their carer. A similar system is already in place in the Royal Berkshire NHS Trust and analysis there shows it does improve patient safety. Martha's rule was developed by Martha's parents along with a think tank Demos and Tortoise contributed to the costs of the research. Merope, who is also a former editor at Tortoise, spoke to editor James Harding on the News Meeting podcast. I think within the NHS there's an enormous amount of talk of listening to patients and you hear that mantra all the time. In practice, as I know from our experience doesn't always work and in practice for us what that meant was the opposite that my anxiety was was a reason to not invite critical care to come and look at her. Some medical professionals are concerned that healthcare services will be overwhelmed by requests for second opinions but Merope says the evidence shows patients don't overuse these systems. Health Secretary Steve Barclay has asked the government and the NHS to look into whether Martha's rule would improve patient safety. For Merope, there is still a long way to go. There are all these talks about listening to patients and putting patients and parents of patients at the centre of it, but in practice it doesn't happen. So in principle, agreeing with Martha's rule is not enough for me. I need to have it in practice to know that change will be made. Martha should have turned 16 this week. Merope says she had dreams of being an author or a film director or an engineer. I hope that even telling Martha's story will 
change medics' attitudes in how they listen to patients and patients' attitudes when they themselves are in hospital because I think I was... And I'm embarrassed to say this. I think I, they, I was slightly in awe of their expertise. Um, I was very grateful. Um, and uh, I deferred to them too much, even when I had my own doubts. And I think if I can just put a tiny amount of scepticism in people's minds so that when they or someone they love end up in hospital, they can act differently. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker. If you want to hear more about the campaign for Martha's Rule, listen to Merope on the News Meeting podcast by clicking on the link in this episode's description. You can also find Merope's BBC Radio 4 interview with Michelle Hussein in this episode's description. This episode was written by Rebecca Moore and mixed by Patricia Clark. Tortoise. 